Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is something you guys all love to share with me. Horror stories. Could we have avoided them? Let's find out. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you for listening to Kind of Dating. Can you do me a solid and follow us on social media? We are at Kind of Dating. And take a few seconds and just review our podcast or give us a five-star rating. I'm like your favorite Uber driver. Um, Today's topic is uh, horror stories, and I have a great guest with me. He is super smart and super cool, as I've said on my Instagram stories. Um, He is a creative exec Corey Marsh. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing great. <laughs> Here we are. So, so Corey's a friend of mine, and uh, and he's also uh, very opinionated. And I was like, you have to be on this show um, for many, many reasons, but uh, especially because you have had some shit I have a feeling <laughs> after the day no one's gonna want to date me ever no <laughs> they'll be the opposite so let's start first single or in a relationship single okay uh how do you how how do you meet girls in general like do you prefer in life do you like apps do you all like a multitude oh I do it all yeah you know I got the apps I got people I got friends I probably uh you know any way you can meet them a, yeah. a bar a restaurant shopping I'm... well you know what I used was our friend uh Lauren who was on um our actually guys Lauren uh our very first episode uh is a mutual friend of Corey and I's and she's also a matchmaker as you guys know and uh that's how I met my ex was through Lauren and she set us up on a matchmaking date which was, yes, my most recent ex, as Mason uh, pointedly pointed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's how, yeah, that's how I met. So, yeah, I'm kind of the same. I just do all of it. Yeah, Lauren set me up with a few people, and there was one really good one, and then that didn't work out, so I think I was kind of done with that for Oh, a bit. you were, <laughs> jeez. Okay, so let's start on a simple thing. What does a smart man like you look for in a girl at all? Well, we talked about this a little bit. No <laughs> selfies. Let's start that no out there. No selfies. If you're looking online and you see a selfie, that's a red flag. Wait, online at all or in their profiles, like in a dating profile? Like, what in about their... your fucking Instagram? Sometimes uh, nope. look Don't really nice. Don't want to see it. If I see, if I see one selfie, you're out. Oh, wow. One selfie. Yeah. You Jeez. Know? It just tells you something about who they are. Like, they have to sit there. Because here's the reason people put selfies up. What they really want is affirmation that they're good looking. If you look at selfies, people, all, all the comments are, oh, you're so pretty. You're so good looking. So that tells me you're not confident in yourself. And what I'm looking for in a in a woman is somebody who's really self-confident. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, though, I take selfies and I'm like, damn, my skin looks amazing in this light or my hair looks dope in this light and I want everybody to see it. Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still won't. We can but... see it in the real world yeah, when yeah, we yeah. see you. But nobody's there in that moment. I needed you to see the way the sun was glistening against my like. And what was the reason hair. though? You ultimately wanted people to see it so that you could well, get a comment of, of how pretty you but are. But that's like anything in life. Why would you share anything? At some point, people share something on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever because it's at the end of the day, some form of self-validation. That's it's just true. life. We're all a little but narcissistic. I agree. But I do believe that if I, I don't like people who just do only that. But I, I think once in a while for things, it's like not that big a deal. So I should start posting selfies. I don't, I don't have no problem with that. Okay. I, I do think it's a problem in like a dating profile. Like in um, if I see a guy on an app and he has too many like selfie type or it just for me I'm like you're hiding something about your body that's just the way I'm like oh you maybe you have a really nice face but then you're hiding something about and I just feel like you're, it's slightly misleading but then what if they take the selfie in the bathroom mirror where they where oh they yeah okay yeah you know I, I will say I hate that that's I, do, even worse. I do dislike that so you get to see their body do, but then they're very narcissistic though about it. I don't I again I don't mind it once in a while if I see it but I definitely don't like a dude who's like Instagram feed is like half of them are bathroom selfies. Yep, I'm with you. Um, so I, I get that part. 
I can see why maybe that's like a selfie to a girl. Um, you've had you've you've had some horror stories. I have. Jeez, you told me one the first time we met that like made my jaw drop, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah. I have a few really good ones, which yeah. seem unbelievable to pretty much everybody they think i've made it up because i work in uh a world of fiction where i do tv and they're like wow you're a really good storyteller i'm like i wish i was that good yeah so so people know you also helped uh or you helmed um girl meets world yes you're with disney channel and now you're with the firm yes um i'm sure you've done a million other things that's mean nostalgic little me going oh my god Yes, thank you. Well, Girl Meets World was nostalgic for me, yeah, too. Yeah. That's why I got into TV, so to do, because of Boy Meets World, so yeah. it was cool to kind of do that. And, it was funny, and, I saw Corey once at uh, Soho House, and I was like a giddy little school girl. Obviously, I didn't <laughs> go up to him or anything. I was just like, oh my God! Yeah. It's like weird when you see childhood stars. It is. It is. But you know what? He's a super nice guy yeah, he was, in real life, and that's the the great part about it is he's still humble after 20 years in the spotlight yeah. when he gets recognized as Corey instead of Ben. Right. Which <laughs> is his real name. I know. It's true. I'm like, Corey. Yeah. It Corey happens in real life. People always want to take pictures of him. They're like, Corey's like, no, it's Ben. That's funny because I literally forgot that too. I was like, oh, yeah, his name is Ben. Yep. And when I'm out with him, it's kind of awkward because they're calling him Corey, but I'm You're actually Corey, Corey. Exactly. And he's not. So, no, it's great. That's funny. Um, okay, so let's start. Tell me, tell me one horror story, and I'll I'll tell you one. Okay, so this is the one that was extra special, which was um, I was working on a show. This is maybe ten years ago. I was working on Will and Grace, uh, which probably many of you are familiar with. And rebooting with, now. And rebooting now, strangely enough. So let's hope the uh, the dating story that comes out of this does not repeat itself. <laughs> um, and someone on the show said, "I have a great girl for you." Um, I'm going to set you up on This is pre-Tinder, Bumble, anything yeah. else. I said, okay, cool. I'll, I'll meet up with you. I'll meet up with this girl if you think she's right for me. So we're going to go to a comedy show at the Laugh Factory in L.A., which is on Sunset Boulevard, for those who don't know, which is very busy on a Friday night. And instead of valeting, she suggests that we go across the street and park across the street at a convenience store that's there so we don't have to pay for parking. And I said, okay. So we get there and she tells me, she's like, oh, I'm going to flash my light so you know uh, where I'm at. And I go over to her car, open the door, and she goes, can you help me um, with my crutches out of the back seat? I'm like, oh, did you, you know, hurt your legs or something? She goes, oh, you know, did Amanda not tell you? And I'm like, hmm, this is a weird conversation yeah, already. Yeah. She goes, well, you know, I have this little thing. It's no big deal. Whatever. I'm like, okay. So I help her. I get her crutches. And what I realized very quickly is um, she actually doesn't have any use of her legs whatsoever. So, of course, I feel like I should have been told this in advance because then I definitely would have valeted. But, of course, I did not. And so now I'm in this situation where it's a little awkward. You've just met someone. You didn't know that they have, you know, sort of this this, physical physical disability. And um, so... She really, she got to the um, intersection of Sunset Boulevard, which is probably the busiest place in L.A. on a Friday night. And she turns to me and she says, you know, you're going to have to carry me across the street. And this is, I, I've met her f- for five Mason's minutes. face is like, ah! Yeah. yeah so, um, so I look at her and I'm like, oh, God. So here Wait, I am. Why? Like halfway through the intersection? Because maybe she wasn't. No, no, even... no. When we got to the intersection, oh. she turns to me and says, you have to carry me across the street because she, she has these crutches, but she can't put any weight on her legs. So the crutches really were just for sort of a superficial value. Okay. And so I'm like, OK, here we are. Ten minutes into this date. I have this girl on my back with crutches under my arm and I'm running across Sunset Boulevard and I'm like, how did I get here? And so then I get to the other side and I, you know, I barely make it. So there's not a green light. Nobody kills us. So I I breathe this sigh of relief and I get to the other side and she's like, you can put me down now. And there's a stoop on the other side and I lean down to put her uh, on the stoop, but I forget that she doesn't have full use of her legs. So she falls straight back and slams her head against the cement. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first 10 minutes of the date. And then I had to continue on for going to a comedy show. Was she upset or was she like, okay? 
I think she was both uh, upset and shocked at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, so was I. Of course. So you don't know what to do in that situation because it's not like you're going to stop the date, but you're going to a comedy show. And let me tell you, there's nothing less funny than dropping somebody on their head oh and having their God. head bleeding <laughs> within 10 minutes because you dropped them. Oh. But you have to act like this was an okay thing to yeah, do yeah. for the rest of the oh, night. Oh, man. So, yeah. So we got... It, I think about two hours into the date, she had to go to the bathroom at the comedy show. And I'm like, okay, do you need any? I didn't know what to do at that point. So I'm like, do you need any help? She's like, no, I'm good. So we had to sort of part the Red Sea because we were on the wrong side of the comedy show. And it was, she was just like, she would rather have had somebody else carry her over to the bathroom than have me involved in any way. Wow. So, so yeah, on the way out, I said to her, let me get your car. Let me grab your car so we didn't have to reverse the situation that happened at the beginning. And she got very upset with me. She's like, oh, you don't think that I can get back to my car? I'm perfectly capable. I'm like, I'm just trying to be a nice guy here. Wow. I mean, I feel like that's a little strange because, like, one, I was going to say, I feel like she should have probably just been on a wheelchair. If yes. she could, if she was she was not weight bearing at all on her legs. Yes. She, she then had those no... crutches weren't going to help. Then she sh- yes. should have just been she on a wheelchair. I feel like that would have would have been less upsetting yes than having to carry somebody over absolutely and yeah. i think it was like i said it was for more of like a superficial thing for her of like i don't want to seem like you know i have any kind of disability which yeah. is, instead of sort of the confidence and owning it of like yeah. i have this but i'm still fun and yeah, i'm funny exactly like, yeah it, it, and so it was sort of awkward and ultimately i ended up getting her car and bringing her there and i was like oh. how am i going to end this um because this was probably the worst date I've ever been on and um, I don't know we said goodbye we said goodnight and I got an email maybe like three days later from her she's like you're a really nice guy but like I don't think this is gonna work out and like I've never breathed a, a, a bigger sigh of relief yeah, in my yeah, life because yeah. it was it was awkward it was of a tough course, day but... of course oh my gosh and wait what did, what did you tell Amanda uh, fucking Amanda right freaking now. Freaking Amanda. <laughs> I was like, well, don't you think you should have told me something? She said, look, I didn't want you to have any preconceived notions. And I said, it's not That's about not preconceived fair. notions. Like, you put your friend in a bad spot. Exactly. And you put it's me in a bad spot. Pre- yeah. It's so. not being prepared. And it's cool as long as, like, you were prepared for it. Yes. Like you said, the valet and stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah. So that was a fun dating story. Jeez, that's tough. Okay. That's like, that's going to be a tough one to top. But I was actually somebody else's horror dating story. Oh. Yeah, like I I was on, yeah, they, they're probably telling my, like, a story about me. So um, uh, Indian parents, I, I'm Indian, uh, they years ago were just like really, really distraught and trying to set me up. And I refused. And they there's an Indian dating site called um, or matrimonial site, literally called Shadi.com, which is literally translated as wedding.com. Okay. Um, and so it's like the, you know, like the J date for like Indians. And my parents were like, we want to put you on there. I said, no. They're like, we're going to put you on there. I was like, no, we're still going to do it. Well, fuck you. Fine. Like literally two years of me fighting with them. I finally was like, so... And also caveat, Indian dating sites have two functions. It could be I could put it on or it could be parents can put it on because that's how involved Indian parents are with fucking our dating lives. And so they did the parental profile and stole my pictures and put it on. Um, I refused to meet anybody. But then one time they came to New York when I was living there, had an argument with me where they were like, we met this cardiac surgeon he's gonna be great for you like want you to meet him they wouldn't show me a picture wouldn't show me anything and I was like fighting with them but I was like fine I'll go then they go well we're coming with you no no you're not coming with me that's not how this works it's like a date between he and I why would you come there and they're like no he understands it's a parental profile means we want to meet him no, no, you don't. You still don't get it. This is America. No, it's not on the first date. Like, that's just let us establish. They, again, fought me. And this was my way of being like, fine. Fuck you. So I made them come with me on the date because they wanted to. We went to CPK. 
Um, he and I were there. He was honestly a pretty, he was like, he was obese. And uh, I was like, you know that that is not my type. And very sweet guy, but wasn't immediately on that level. Mm-hmm. And now my parents are sitting there during a date with us. And he was so like, are they going to be here this whole time? And my parents were like, yep. So they were at the table. Oh, they at were at the table with us. They were us. ordering their barbecue yep. chicken. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And I was just like, oh, and I was like sort of eating it up because I knew that I won. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm, great. Cool. And mm. so we go back after poor guy. He had to endure that. And then we go back. He texts me the next or that night going, I really, really enjoyed meeting you and I would love to meet you more. I was just so fucking freaked out that your parents were on that date with us. And I finally like turned around and I showed that text to them and they were they were so mortified. They were like, oh, I was like, so next time, just just trust me. And I mean, but I didn't I didn't feel that connection with the guy so I told him that I wasn't feeling it but I feel like I'm his horror story like he probably has to tell people like fuck I went on a date with this girl and her parents were there that's pretty awkward I was like say. oh see I feel like that would actually be fun on my side I would love for someone to bring their parents oh on a date. my god because you no. win them already from the beginning especially if you like them you get the parents you hook you, yeah, you, you hook yeah. the girl right they're no, I feel like parents are like such a they're so they're already so eccentric like like my dad, you know, he he my dad is an astrologer. I remember you and I had talked. I think oh. you we had said something you had mentioned something on like my Facebook is like what would be like a red flag? It would be oh, like yeah. if somebody said um their astrological sign or whatever. Yeah. Funny cuz I don't ask it, but my dad's like first question when he like I tell him I'm going on a date, he's like what's his birthday? Ooh. Daddy, I don't, I'm not going to tell you. And I don't, I actually don't. I don't tell him until I'm like, well, if it's something serious and it's down the line that like you really feel like you need to see this, it's fine, but I don't need you to be involved. But like if my dad met somebody, he'd be like, so when's your birthday? Hmm. Oh, where were you born? Oh, okay. Interesting. What do you do? <laughs> Just like way too, many, way too many like Indian dad questions. that, And he like doesn't smile, although he's gotten much better with age. As he's grown older, he's like nice now to people and he smiles, but oh man. Yeah, I feel like that guy like Does he bug me. you every time you come home about like where's your guy? when are you getting no, married? No, no. Now no. they've given up. I think I literally after that they stopped. Uh-oh, they left me alone and they were like, Oh, we realize like we're in over our heads and this isn't as easy as it looks. Uh-oh. And so then you- they finally I just had to like let them sink a little. I love it. You mind fucked that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't want them to listen to this episode. Now they'll my mom will know all my secrets oh. how I did it. Um but so like where uh this person you said was set up. Mm-hmm. Have you had like have you ever sort of known before you were going to go out with somebody that it was probably not going to go well? You know what? I actually go into dates assuming that. So ninety percent. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that is the problem. But I assume you know there are some things that that I do now to filter out that I never did in like my mid twenties. Like you know, you're like, okay, are they attractive? Yes. All right, so I'll go out with that. (laughs) Now it's let's get rid of the selfie piece of it. Let's get let's talk to them and see if they um, talk in full sentences. I, in a perfect world, I would actually want to look at their resume to see if they have any errors on it, but that's usually not uh, acceptable behavior for dating. You can't. But yeah. I definitely want to give people a grammar test because that really bothers me when people don't know the difference between like a semicolon and like a comma. Yeah. But I feel like that's or not the your good form. and your and oh, the yeah. there and there. That's the ba- also if you like look at let's say it's online profiles and they're like work hard play hard Sunday fun day yeah. or any version I like to you know I like to travel it's like that doesn't say anything like yeah. everybody said like tell me something that nobody else would know about you that yeah. doesn't sound like it's completely generic yeah, and you yeah, can usually yeah. tell from that and so I'm much better at filtering I also care about career trajectory do you have goals in life whereas i don't think i cared about that six or seven years ago but i want somebody who knows what they want i don't want somebody aspiring to be something i want somebody who's like on that track yeah so that filters out in la 
I don't know, 80% of yeah. people right there. Yeah, and then you gotta t- totally. And, and by the way, you go through all of that and they might be perfect on paper. And, and you then to, you have to like have your chemistry yes. and your, yeah, like the compatibility and like your lifestyles and yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I'm sort of the same. I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that picky, but um, I'm picky about certain things. Like I get annoyed if somebody uses the word adventure in their uh, profiles because to me, somebody who's adventure seeking is thrill seeking. And to me, if you're thrill seeking means when you're bored in your life and to thrill seeking is like, like you're, you're likely to, for me to like thrill seek in relationships. And I find that to be weird um, and could potentially go uh, south. Uh, but if like I, I say I'm an explorer, like I like discovering new things. I like seeing the world. I like learning about stuff. But I feel like people who say I'm an adventure seeker I'm like eh, X um, hmm. but uh, but otherwise yeah and my other uh, pet peeve is when a guy like writes nothing on his um, app like his dating profile like I literally immediately swipe right you could be the hottest guy you could be Brad Pitt and if you write nothing I'm like fuck you because I'm like you just are banking basically on like I am so fucking good looking that I don't need to say anything to you you should just swipe right and I'm like, no, you could be a fucking maniac. I don't know. I mean, you could be a maniac with something working yeah, there true. too, but still. You're less can, likely to yeah, be. Yeah, at least I can check your spelling. Yeah, and that's, by the way, spelling for people out there. Oh, if yeah. someone has good spelling and grammar, like that's 50% of the yeah. way to believing they're a good person. I've also just started putting that I host this podcast on my profile because I don't want people to get weirded out and freaked out once they, because eventually they're going to like Google you or see an Instagram or something. And then I feel like that's a big piece of information that, that they would be like, Oh, you kept that for me. So it's like, I just fucking know if you, if you're cool with it, swipe right. Peace out. (laughs) And then as soon as you write that, then they're Googling. Like the first thing I do now is I find every piece. Oh, I Google the shit out of everybody. Oh yeah. I can find anything. I'm like a private detective. I feel like, like I can find you by your first name and, and probably nothing else. I will find some, a word you wrote in there, something about a college or high school. I will find you before. (laughs) And you know, I don't know how much information you're supposed to get, but you want the most you can get so that you know what red flags are coming before you get there. But like, it's important, right? Mace, don't you think like it's important to like, even for your dating profiles to like be honest and upfront in it. Like example, if, if uh, the girl that you went on a date with Corey um, had like a physical disability or something, I feel like that's something you should maybe write in something that you, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Or just like let a picture show it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the reason his date went so badly was because of no information. Yeah. On both sides of the, like your friend let you down and she also apparently didn't yeah wasn't receptive like, wasn't like yeah let's make sure he knows or, or yeah prepare with the mm-hmm. or whatever. yeah like i think dating is all about know what you're getting into and then if you're cool with it it'll work out mm-hmm. like you know but do you think that sometimes like we we get like we could avoid some of these horror stories if we paid attention to some of the stuff. Like I feel like the way people text before a date, the way certain things in people's profiles are sort of red flaggy and we sort of overlook them. For sure. And then we're surprised that we had like a bad date with them. So what, so there are certain things that allow people who have red flags to overcome them, which is usually, especially on an online site, their looks, right? Right, The better looking you are, the more you're willing to accept. The better looking they are, the more you're willing to accept it. However, you'll get to the second or third date and it will start to eat at you. And then it'll eat at you more and more Mm -hmm. and it will eventually fall apart. And you know this, and yet at the same time, your brain just keeps going to the same place of they're really good looking. Yep. And that doesn't has never changed for me with age. It's just the the realization that it that at some point it's going to fall apart and it will in, in that it deep down you feel like it's not the right chemistry. <laughs> right. But you play it out because you're like, well, that person's really attractive. Right. How much can I put up with? Sure enough, you know, like any other relationship, in a certain amount of time you stop seeing them physically for what yeah, they look yeah, like yeah. and it becomes who are you as a person. Totally. But always hard to do that at, at like up front. Yeah. I've um I've started paying attention to when grown ass men tell me that they like go to a club. Like mm. I was dating a guy uh for a while and he would um 
he was like 38 and he would always say that oh so i'm like he's like what are you doing this sunday and i'd be like oh just having brunch with my girls what about you i'm at this day club i'm like why the fuck are you as a grown-ass man what are you doing at a day club that are like literally 25 year olds there which right. obviously i know what you're doing there but it's it's weird at that point right. i'm like you should just not be doing that do anything else <laughs> For right. the beach. Go like... Exactly. I don't know. There's a certain cutoff for yeah. um, going to any kind of club, unless you're like in Vegas exactly. with your friends yeah. for a weekend. Yeah, yeah, Other than that, totally. I think like once you hit like 25, 26, 27, you've probably hit your peak of yep. going to any kind of club waiting in a line, especially mm-hmm. if you're a guy and you're waiting in lines for yep. things. There's nothing worth waiting in line for. Even That's if the... you're not waiting in a line, I just find it weird. Like, and, and I love dancing, so I'll go to like a nice lounge or a spot where I can dance here and there, and that's cool, but I I won't go to like a hardcore club anymore. Yeah. Like it's very rare for me to go if it's like somebody's birthday and they got some table. I go, but I'm like, wait, what are you doing Sunday? Yeah, day party. Yep. In LA, like it's not like you're in Vegas and you're going to like a pool party yeah. in the day. It's like you're in LA going to a day club. Well, see, here's the thing. Back to Sunday Fun Day. You know they're going to post it on Instagram. They're going to be at their day club and they're going to write right. on their Instagram Sunday Fun Day. Again, that <laughs> red like flag. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime day party and Sunday Fun Day together, <laughs> total red flag. Don't date Truth, them. truth, truth. Um, is there anything we could take away from these horror stories, though? Is there anything good to learn from them? You know, I, I, first of all, it's taught me a lot about the kind of person I want to date. Yeah. So, you know, I've had a few of them mm-hmm. in different forms. And not only physically do you start, start to go, okay, I don't need the most beautiful person in the world physically. Yeah. I need someone who gets me. And I feel like that's one of the things I've learned by going on enough dates, whether they were just okay dates and there was nothing wrong with the person, to they were horror dates mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, my God, I don't know how this person ever will will, will find anyone. But maybe they will because crazy people find crazy people. Yeah, yeah. So you learn there's probably someone out there for you, but like – it's also great to be to have stories to tell other people on other dates because there's no better way to break the ice on a date, especially if you're just meeting someone and having this exact conversation, which is, what was your worst date? And you're going, well, I dropped a girl on her head. What about oh you? It's <laughs> like they know it can't be worse than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that always sticks in their mind of like, that's the guy who dropped a girl on his yeah. head. This can't be it, it sort of like just relaxes yeah. them of like this can't go any worse than mm-hmm. that date was. So I like having those stories, the little war wounds. Yeah. And I don't want them to happen regularly. But And I did have a string where like three or four in a row were sort of like that. And I was like, man, am I just attracting weirdos? Yeah. But I realized that's just kind of the part of rolling the dice in L.A. Yeah. And it was also at a time where I didn't pay as much attention to people's, you know, grammar and profiles and their job mm-hmm. and all those things that say, okay, I am a normal person with normal goals and there aren't super red flags about me. Well, to digress, I also think another reason you kind of brought this up earlier, which is like a really interesting point, which is um, you you sort of expect a date to sort of go south a little bit. You're always like on edge that like this is probably not going to be great, which I understand we sort of do as a coping mechanism, which is like, well, I'll just set this, the bar really low for myself, like my expectations. So everything will just be better if it's good. But the difference is, um, I was telling a girlfriend of mine this too, like whatever, like the, the energy we're putting out is literally the stuff that we're getting back. So the more I was telling myself when I was dating like really shitty guys, I kept telling myself, "Ugh, all guys suck, guys suck, guys suck, guys suck, guys suck. And like every guy I met really sucked. And I was like, well, yeah. And we, I was just sort of feeding my own narrative so that I had something to keep saying about that guy sucking. Right. But when I finally started being like, okay, no, I, there are really nice guys out there. And I started... Um, for me, I did like a, a journal, a uh, gratitude journal every night. And I would write three nice things, any guy in my life, even if it was the same guy repeatedly, like my best friend or my dad or my brother or whatever did for me, I would like write those things down. And then I started noticing like more good guys and more good things and more of those things started happening. And all the guys I started dating just started moving up a level. And like, they've always been consistently like, much nicer guys and my friends are always like what the fuck i'm like well it hasn't worked out but at least i'm meeting nicer people and not having like douchebag experiences anymore because 
that's just not the narrative I want to feed. Absolutely. And there's an interesting thing about the ego. They say how like um, it would rather be right and have you suffer than the ego be wrong and you kind of prevail. Mm-hmm. Like that's how stupid the ego is. So, I mean, I advise people to like, you know, also like before we go into dates to try to tell ourselves, hey, could be the one. Could be. <laughs> um, you know, because your, your perspective is everything. It's true. It could become a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. if you say it enough. Yeah. Um, and look, I like being surprised by people as well. It totally. happens every once in a while. Yeah. And you try not to get too invested. At the same time, you try not to get too invested because you know it's a two-way street. And so I think part of that self-fulfilling prophecy is you go, yeah, of course I like them, but I'll bet you they don't like me back the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that starts to come off. And then people see where, you know, you're normally super confident and laid back. You tighten up a little bit and you get anxious and you aren't showing them your real personality. And then if you don't get a second date, you never get the shot to show them the real person. So I actually find when I have what I would call the bad dates, and usually I can tell within like, 25 seconds whether or not I'm gonna just the way they greet you the way they joke with you Mm -hmm. if there's something um but I find that my best dates are actually with the people that I don't like the most that I'm like that I'm least have the least coverage because I just don't care yeah whereas the people where you start hitting it off you're like ooh, like what do I tell them like what is the right foot to put forward here which is a lot like you know the online profile stuff it's like you only give people a certain amount of information you're not going to give them your skeletons in the closet right up front yeah and i think that's actually the appropriate thing to do you barely know them you want to get to know like who they are as people before you get into like what happened with their parents like all the all the things that are going to come out and maybe ruin the relationship (laughs) give that at least three days before you try to ruin the relationship (laughs) um i think uh Another good takeaway from horror stories are sort of like or horror dates are getting to reflect on the ones that were good and the good yeah. people you had in your life. Does yeah. that ever happen? When yeah. you start dating people and you're like, fuck, man, that person, my ex was like really great. Oh, yeah. Because you start to realize all the things you love about people. Yeah. And, and say so you like sort of idealize who they were. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've told you is like the thing that drives me crazy crazy on date. This is the biggest deal breaker. Oh, yeah. The reach. Yes, yes. I want to clear this up for the world because because it seems like there is some um, confusion about the reach, which is, if you don't know, it's when the the check comes. um, I think it is polite for the girl to reach as if she's going to pay and the guy to say, Oh, no, of course, it's on me. Yeah. And I've had women in my life that some of my my female friends, they say, no, because when I do that, I've had guys make me pay. Happened to me. Yeah. yeah, And I say, well, that's exactly the information you want. Oh, yeah, totally. Because if he made you pay, then he's probably not right for you. Oh, yeah. And for me, if you don't reach, it means you're not super polite and you just expect me to pay for everything. And I can afford to pay for you and I'm sure you can afford to pay for you, but at least do me the courtesy. Yeah. It's like I open the door for you. Like that's yep. a courtesy. Like it. Like I'm trying to be a gentleman. gentleman like, yeah. I don't expect you to pay, but don't act like I'm your sugar daddy yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. And so that drives me crazy. And, and a lot of people say, well, I think oftentimes when I reach, um, then the guy thinks I want to be friends. And I'm like, no, no, that's no, not how guys yeah, work. No, I don't nope, think that's, yeah. Not that's at all. definitely not it. But I mean, I, I you and I had this talk and we could totally have a full fucking episode on the reach, but um, I I reach. I always, Actually, I uh, my girlfriends get very mad at me that not only do I reach, but I end up sometimes paying for things um more than once for for things but I'm also very like my mom was a very independent lady um and she would always tell me one to always take care of myself and like you know be respectful and whatever and two the other person like not everybody's made of money that was something she always taught me like don't always don't ever act like anybody's just made of money so if I go out with somebody I expect in my head I've already prepared myself if I'm gonna be spending money I'm gonna spend money right and if I reach and you don't let me then that's great and if you do then I agree I'm like okay so I know the times I get annoyed are when the guy has planned the date and he has planned and I've tried to reach to be polite and he lets me pay half. And I'm like, okay, you made me take time out of my day. Yeah. 
And I was I didn't have plans to spend money today, but here I am sitting here with you and you just made me pay. And yet you got the perfect amount of information exactly. to know you probably didn't want and to go out with that guy again. And that's another good part. I think that's another positive of just generally like having bad dates and horror stories are that you learn the truth about people. Yep. And like, you know, it's like short-term pain for long-term gain. It's true. At least you know off the top that like, hey, that's not going to fly. Yep. The more you date, no matter whether it's a great date or a bad date, the more yeah. you know what you want and the more you can read um, signs very early on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also teaches people to speak up a little bit, like when something's like not appropriate or somebody has like said something offensive to you on a date or or like maybe in your situation, like with with the girl back in the day. Um, you know, where you were like, hey, look, I, I, I want to be a nice guy and like get your car here to take care of you. It doesn't have to do with any form of like you being limited because of your disabilities, me trying to help. But like we have, you know, we have a hard time speaking up. And I think like yeah. those kinds of horror stories make us step out of our box and finally say, hey, you know what? This wasn't okay. Yep. Which is, I think, important, too. Because I think a lot of girls go through that, for sure. Where mm -hmm. they end up going to, like, the bathroom and never coming back. <laughs> Does that actually happen? Oh, I'll tell you more about that oh, after wow. the break. <laughs> but um, also, an interesting thing, because I was reading online, I was like, what, what are some, like, benefits of horror stories? Also, compassion and empathy. You learn that. Like, I think for girls especially, like, we go on dates with guys, and, like, guys get really nervous. And sometimes people get really nervous, and they fuck up. Yep. And, like, it teaches you to, like, be compassionate and be, like, roll with the punches a little make him feel at ease like i try i try to like crack a lot of jokes i you know try to make somebody else feel comfortable um and that's something like when you see like it's like when watching a comedian crash and burn on stage yeah you're like oh man I it's the worst you. but yeah. there are day there are dates where you feel that you're like oh man i did not come across like i'm usually pretty funny and yeah. like nothing landed yeah. and that's why i said within the thir first 30 seconds you usually know yeah because if someone can't take a joke you're like oh, i'm i'm done yeah yeah i'm done for the rest of this yeah. date because i have nothing else to fall back <laughs> on that's going to make me want to be with this person totally so that's definitely happened to me on like texts where i text people and i have a certain sense of humor and they don't get it and i'm like oh but you 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 get what i meant i meant haha like oh, okay. yeah it didn't work doesn't come across um, sometimes but another good one was like you said self-improvement right like mm -hmm. you you can also horror stories make you look back and go wait what why am i attracting this person why am i attracting these kinds of people mm -hmm. which is really important to know in dating it is it's um it it's all information and yeah. i think you start to learn okay knowledge is power just it's, <laughs> Knowledge is power. Um, I think, yeah, the more you date, the, like I said, the more you date, the more you know what's right and not right and yeah. not right for you. And um, with age comes the wisdom of there are some people you absolutely should not date. And I know what those things are for me and they're completely different for other yeah. people. But it, I, I try to think back of five years ago of what I would date and what I date today. They are totally different. Yeah. Um, there are just core values that I can filter out of people going, we're not, we're never going to match. doesn't yeah. matter. We're never going to match. Yeah. And you cut that off quickly. Yeah. Um, um we're going to talk more about, uh, horror stories and just bad dates and actually give some tips on maybe how you can get out of a bad date. Are there ways we're going to talk about it after this break? Hey guys, we're back here listening to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha here with my friend Corey Marsh, um, talking horror stories. Uh, we're going to talk about if there's a way to get out of bad dates because we've all had them. Um, would you ever walk out? Like, would you ever just like walk out on somebody? Have you ever done that? No. I know, I, I can't either. I can't. I feel like I wouldn't want that done to me. Yeah. I would certainly try to end the date early if yeah. I thought it was really bad. But even then I'm bad at because I feel like you have to give a certain amount of time to somebody, even if you know it's not going to work yeah. out. And it's illogical, right? Because if it's not going to work out, you're wasting both people's time. Yep. And so if you know in 20 minutes, you should just be like, and by the way, it happened to me once where someone's like, look, I, I have to tell you, like, I'm really, I just don't see it between us. Like, 
we can be friends. Yeah. And by the way, we became really good friends yeah. out of that. And it was it was kind of jarring because it was the first person who had ever said that right off the top. And at the same time, it was kind of relieving because usually you end up, let's say you're out on a Tuesday night and you yeah. have work to do, but you have to spend three hours on a date when 20 minutes in, you know, it's never going to work out totally. or, or two minutes in, but you have to give the time. Yeah. So I wish I was better at just cutting it off at 20 minutes, Yeah. but I've never actually been able to do that. Mace, have you ever just like walked out? Could you? No, I couldn't either. I mean, it's hard. My... uh Okay, so I did I did sort of once, but not like I didn't do a walkout. I've had friends who literally have to- have stopped dates and been like I'm a, you're an asshole. I don't want to continue. I'm leaving. So and they've like literally left. Um I once met he was uh, this is a stupid story but he was a promoter and this is like me years ago like yeah, why was i ever why would i ever go on a date with a promoter and i didn't even and this is the thing it wasn't really a date it was like meeting him at the club he promotes at right with my a bunch of my girlfriends right. and then and it was the only time in my life i don't i don't kiss like, I'm not like, you know, a lot of times people get drunk. They, like, make out with people. I don't kiss on first dates. And in general, like, even growing up was never the girl to, like, make out with a random dude. And, you know, my friends all do that. Totally cool. It's just never been me. But this one time, my friends all pressured me. They were literally, like, stop being a fucking prude. Like, just have some fun. And I was like, I don't It's just not me. I find it, like, gross. Like, what if I don't know where the person's mouth has been? I don't know you. No, no, no. I was like, all right, fine. I got peer pressured. So I, I meet this promoter guy. I kissed him. His mouth was like sandpaper. Like literally his tongue felt like sandpaper. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what drugs you've been on or like the fact that you're not having water or like what is, I have no idea. I got so freaked out by it that I told him I was going to the bathroom and I didn't come back. Oh, Wow. But that was like, it was like a big giant club party. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think he missed me. Like, it wasn't like we were having like a me and him date. It was like a giant group of people. And I was like. Hey. He probably found someone else. With yeah, the exactly. Paper tongue that, wow. I was so disgusted. I was like, yep, thanks, God. Got it. Noted. Don't do that again. But you don't kiss on a first date. That's interesting. Um, It's not like I've never done it. But, uh, but I usually, usually don't. How do you stop it from happening, though? Uh, I just do a hug real fast. Actually, no, here's the thing. I've watched people. I also watch. But the ones that I have found that I've actually been in relationships with, um, didn't, didn't kiss me on the first date. They waited till at least a second. I never had to try. You give off that vibe then of like, Yeah, I give like a very proper, yeah, I'm like a real proper person on like a date. But, um, uh, second date I'm fine, but not first. Because like, I'm like... I'm a girl. I go on lots of dates. I'm not trying to kiss every dude out there, and I'm not trying to have you tell everybody you gave you kissed me. It's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Is that something guys brag about? I don't know. I just don't want to. <laughs> I kissed I just, a girl. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not saying it's something to brag. It just just makes me feel too too available. Got it. Um, because I know that I rarely give second dates. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, but. What if you are in a bad date and we're, we're talking like we wouldn't walk out, but what could you do? Like you, you gave a good example. Somebody was like really honest about it and they said, you know, I don't think this is going to be a fit, but I'd really like to be friends. Like that's cool. Like you could be honest with somebody. Yeah. But uh, it's just a matter of being polite, right? And not right. being like, fuck this shit. Yeah. And also, by the way, sometimes people who you don't think are right for you or vice versa have really interesting stories that, again, start to inform your own personality yeah. and your own perspective. So I like hearing people's stories Same because with me. I'm like that. It, yeah. it, it makes, first of all, it just makes me more worldly in general when I hear what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel a little more human because you think, oh, this crappy stuff just happens to me or am like I attracting all these people. Mm-hmm. But if you ask enough people, everyone has some sort of horrible dating story oh, totally. where, where either someone was a jerk to them or something horrible happened to the date that they couldn't get away from yeah. or, you know, they were embarrassed by something. And when you hear that enough, you're like, OK, well, I'm not alone. 
Oh, I've heard it enough because of this podcast. I get people messaging me stories all the time, and I've realized, like, because a common thing that people say is, "It's oh, L.A. is hard." Yeah, I'm like, trust me, the world everywhere is. is yes, yeah. the world is hard, and uh, I hear stories from all over about people going through shit, and I'm like. It's just hard. Dating is hard. It's hard. It's but hard don't you think it's people. weird? Like there are people who they're 25, 26, they settle down, they seem to be happy, and they're great for the rest of your li life. And here I go, I think to myself, I'm like, all right, like I've reasonably successful, like I've, I've, I have goals. Yeah. I know I don't have like $20 million in credit card. Like I understand yeah, yeah. the world. I understand grammar. Like I'm educated. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I find someone? But like the 25 year old who seems like they got nothing going on in life. Yeah. Like they're at the clubs every weekend. How did they end up with somebody? Well, I mean, I think everybody's is different. But like, don't you, you remember when you were 25? Like you didn't, I didn't know half of the shit I really wanted. So yeah. half of like my uh expectations of people personally like i could i could fall in love back to back when i was like 24 yeah. i was like i love you i love you i love you holy yeah. shit you're the one i love yeah. like that's when you know when you're young that's like all you think you know and as you grow older uh i feel like sometimes the the downfall of being smart is you like think about things a lot and you have like expectations and uh you know wants and needs that are very specific that yep. want to be filled. Um, it's hard to find people like at the level. It you know, is. it's hard to find for everybody. It's uh, wherever you are in your life. But yep. um, maybe it's also our perspective. Could be. Yeah. Maybe we just have to start changing it and just start telling ourselves we're going to find the one. I'm going home and writing my gratitude <laughs> journal tonight. Just start writing three good things Thanks. about people, <laughs> um, including how funny I am on this podcast now. Um Okay, this is one. There's something called uh, the Bad Date Rescue app. Do you guys know this? Is this where it like calls you as if yes, it's like an emergency? Yes, as if it's your friend because you can't get a friend to do it. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that a red flag that you don't have a friend that could call well, you? Well, like, what if my friends are busy that time and like nobody's available to call you <laughs> or like get you out? Uh, have I've, you done that? I've I've gotten friends to get me out. Never. That's like I feel like that's a female thing to do. I can't imagine a guy doing that. So this is the this is because when I was thinking of this episode, I was like, I don't think I've really had horror stories. Like something where somebody fell, <laughs> fell on their head. You know, I was like, I've just had like bad dates or like some bad relationships later. They've turned out to be weird, but I don't know. And then I remembered I went to uh, London years ago and there's this uh, well-known singer from there that uh, was a friend of a friend and he asked me out. I wasn't interested in him, but my friends were like, he's this big singer. As you can tell, my friends really peer pressure me into yeah. things that I shouldn't do. Um, I was like, I don't want to go out. And they were like, no, he's like this thing that everybody like they, they thought he was really cute. I was like, "Ugh, fine. OK. And, you know, being in this business, I don't know how you feel on dates, if especially if somebody's in the business. The last thing I want to talk to you about is the business. Like if we talk about work or entertainment or whatever on our first date like it's almost an x for me because i'm like let me learn about anything else about you than us you know talking about work that's like a really lame default to me and um so this guy i was like he was just so uh so he asked me out we go to a restaurant he purposely sits outside on the patio where everybody can see him puts his leg up on a chair in front of me. So it's like I'm sitting across from him. There's a third chair to his left. He props his leg up like like in a cool guy pose, like one leg up, one leg down, right. and just like open crotch sits at me. And I was like, okay, all right. And a couple fans walk by and they go, oh, my God, can I please take a picture with you? He's like, no. And he's like throwing the mad shade. And I was like, look, can you just please take a picture. Like they're being nice. They're young girls. Like I always find like always be respectful to people. He was like being a brat about it. Finally takes a picture. The entire time we had nothing to talk about to a point that I just started pulling teeth and like asking about his work and his music, which I didn't give a flying fuck about. Mm. And I was like, um, so tell me about 
your studio time and like I had nothing to say I was like so my girlfriends I had them camped out at the restaurant uh, across the street and they were waiting for me to give them like a little text to be like get me out um and during this entire date this guy because it's like English talk I didn't know what the fuck it meant and I was a kid and I'm stupid and naive back then he goes to me this whole time he's like so what are you doing tonight? And I go, oh, I'm going to this party. And uh, and then he's like, oh, okay, well, after that party, you want to come to mine? And I'm like, sure. Thinking he's talking about a party. Like, I'll go to his party. And I was like, okay. And he's like, okay, cool. So after your party, you'll come to mine. Yes. He said it like three times to me. I was like, yes, I, I will come to yours. Like, it's cool. And then he was like, oh, but so like don't get upset like one of the rooms is really messy and blah 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 and I was like what is this fucker talking about then I'm like oh fuck he thinks that I'm gonna come to his house tonight I was like yours oh shit so at that point I like had to get out and I texted my girlfriends I'm like please get me out so they come and the whole time he was like hugging me on the way out and he was like so I'll see you tonight at mine and I was like um yeah and I just like ghosted on him and he ended oh. up that night, like, calling my other friend that was his mutual friend, being like, where is she? It's like, he's like some singer who's, like, never used to being rejected. And I was like, no, I'm just not going to deal with this. But my friends had to get me out of that one because I was like, I don't know how to end this. Mm. It's horrible. I've never had to It was do just that. such a boring date, too, when there's That's just, the like, worst. nothing to talk about. That's the worst when you're like, I need to end this because I'm so bored and I'm tired. But you still want to, like, be polite. Yeah. I'm too polite sometimes, I think. Yeah, you seem polite. Ugh, that's the problem. Well, maybe this is your lesson is to speak up a little. Speak up and write a diary, yeah. a gratitude <laughs> diary, if there's anything I take from Focus this. Focus on the good parts. Yeah. Um. So would you ever ghost somebody? Or do you always, like, tell somebody? Mm, I have. Yeah. I have, but I, I feel like in my current incarnation of me, I don't ghost. I yeah. used to do it. But now I'm much more forward with it. Because I think ghosting people are much more receptive to you and you never know when you're going to run into them again. And in fact, there are people I've ghosted that I ran into again and it's super awkward as opposed to just being like, look, I don't think there's any chemistry between mm -hmm. us and I don't want to waste your time. You're great. And I would love to set you up with either a friend or somebody else because it, like, I think you're right for somebody, just not me. Yeah. And it's hard to get super hurt by it. I'm sure you can. Yeah, but yeah. For me, when and I've had that again, I've had that happen to me, and it hurts for a second, maybe. But you're like, oh well, at least they were honest. I would rather do that than yeah. go on four or five dates only to have them say, you know what, I never really felt it. That, yeah. by the way, that happened to me last year. Though. There was a girl, I, one of the few people I really, really liked in my life, and at like a month, she had slept over. She had uh, been. We gone on, I don't know, ten dates. She's like, yeah, I was just kind of trying it out, but I never really felt it. I was like. Why would you like yeah, sleep? Why yeah, would you go that far? Why would you go that far? Yeah. Like at date three or four, you yeah. should have known whether there was a path. Yeah. But she made it sound like there was never a path. Yeah. And yeah, so that yeah. caught me really off guard of who would put themselves through the torture of 10 dates yeah. of somebody they really knew deep down they didn't like. And I think there are people out there who think they can convince themselves to like someone. Yeah. And it's just not, not true. Yeah. You can't. You can. You can start to f fall in love with their sort of idiosyncrasies, yeah. but I think if you don't have that initial chemistry, it's really hard to get over that. Totally, I agree. So I think that you, uh, what you said is true. Like you should just be straight up and as honest as you can. And most people have always been receptive. Anybody I've even said to that, I was like, oh, you know, I don't think it's a fit. It's you know, or whatever it is. Like people have been pretty good about understanding that lately though okay let me ask your advice lately i've been because i'm recently or newly single people from the past have just been like blowing me up about wanting to hang out again because they've like heard i'm single and i'm like dude you're from the past like i'm not trying to revisit that shit like but they're people that i've been cool and friends with and i'm just like annoyed i'm just like i don't even know what to say to you like if i if i say too much then guys turn turn it around on girls and say, well, I wasn't trying to ask you out in that way. And they make you seem like you're the fuck yeah. hard, which has definitely happened to me. So I just like don't know what I'm supposed to do. But I really just like don't want to waste my time or your time like getting drinks or catching dinner when I like know that. You can just say I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to date again. 
But then they'll be like, whoa, 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 who was talking about a date? It was just getting drinks. Yeah. You know guys do that. Uh, they do, but that's because they don't want their ego hurt. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing you can do about it other than they know what they were asking. Yeah. And when, you, when you're done with it and you say, I don't want a date. Like, here's the thing is, I've had people say all different kinds of things that, that ultimately end up with you knowing that they weren't interested in you. Yeah, totally. It, you could say whatever you want, but you know what the message was that yeah. was underneath it. And at a certain point, you just accept that. You might not want your ego hurt, yeah. but- you know, or or externally to you, yeah. you don't want to admit it, but you know deep down what they were saying. Totally. So you got to know that, like, just because they say something that you feel like you hurt their feelings or you don't know what to do, like, they know. They yeah. know what happened. And mm-hmm. by the way, again, if you're pursuing someone who's already pushed back and said, oh, I'm not ready to date or whatever, like, why is that fun? Oh, it's yeah, not. totally. Yeah. Shouldn't so- be. Um. Well, this was a fucking fascinating conversation on yeah. horror stories. Uh, I hope we helped some of you guys out there. And now you, nobody will ever feel like their horror story was as bad as yours, Corey. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing once this thing airs, we're going to hear some. <laughs> we're going to hear some great ones. Um, I hope so. Definitely email us your horror stories at kindadating at gmail dot com. Uh, maybe we can read them out on air. That would be fun. Um, okay, Corey, you ready for your five questions? I am. We do uh, this five-question segment with every guest, um, and I will ask you five questions. You give the answer. I won't give you any uh, other talk back in between. <laughs> okay. I'll just try not to bother you. Uh, so, Corey, here are your five questions. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? I think when you first meet them, like, the, the way they greet you, there is a huge difference between someone being like, hey... Um, nice to meet you and like hey giving you a hug and being like you just get that sense of their warmth it's super important beyond hopefully that time you've googled them enough you know what they look like you have that piece of it it's not gonna hopefully surprise you too much it's that initial like okay like they fit with my personality yeah what is your one deal breaker beyond the reach it's not being on time oh right because I think I get you, with that here's too. the thing. It's like if you you're do you late, get pad time for L.A. You get you get like a 10 minute pad time. 10, OK, but yeah, I, I, if you think your time is more important than mine, yeah. that you can be 30 minutes late. No. Yeah. And would you be OK if the person told you that they were going to be late and were like very specific, like I'm going to be 10 minutes late and then showed up in 10 minutes? Yeah, I think there's an exception to everything. Yeah. Nobody can predict everything that's going to yeah, happen yeah. in L.A. But if you're consistently like 30 minutes late, totally. at some point you're doing that because you think your time is not as important or is more important than my time. Yeah. And I don't Great. like that. What turns you on? Uh Someone who is really like free spirited, they don't care what anybody else thinks because I don't think that I 100% own that. Like I do care what other people think. Yeah. And so there are those people out there that really just don't give a fuck. And there's something super sexy about that. Yeah. What? uh, Tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. All right. Well, my strength in relationships is I think I go out of my way to do things that are special. Like... I don't want to buy someone just a random gift, right? Like, I don't need to buy them an Echo Dot on Amazon (laughs) for their Christmas gift. I would go out of my way to make something for them. And I've always found for myself, I would much rather have somebody make something for me that cost them 20 cents than buy me something that I could just buy on my own. So I'll go out of my way for that. My weakness is, is I don't love going out that much. So if you, and I like dating really outgoing women, even though I'm fairly introverted and people are always surprised by that when they meet me, they're like, oh my God, you're, you know, you're so fun and outgoing. I'm like, yeah, but deep down, like, I just want to stay home. Yeah. And so it's really hard because one of my longest relationships, she just wanted to talk to everybody. And I was, and, and it was tough for me because I had to push past what I wanted and do what she wanted. Yeah. And it was just this sort of compatibility issue. But I think when you're in a relationship, you have to learn, like, where's the middle ground? Yeah. If someone wants to go out and you don't want to, you have to find, okay, maybe once every two weeks you do it. Exactly. So that's my weakness is being able to go, okay, you're not going to be exactly like somebody else, but you have to be able to compromise. Yeah. Um, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? 
Let's watch Dateline. <laughs> it's a good show. Good show. It is. Um, Corey, thank you so much for being on uh, Kind of Dating today. Um, do you want people to follow you on socials? You want them to try to social stalk you here? Sure. Um, where, where can they find well, you? Let's see, I have an Instagram. It's Marshketeer, like yeah. Mouseketeer. <laughs> um, I don't really use my Twitter, so that's that's it. You got you got my Instagram, yeah. and that's the only way to reach me. So it's Corey Marsh, and it's Marshketeer. Yep. Okay. And uh, you won't find any selfies there in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, now we're all going to be like, wait, what is he putting up there? You won't find selfies. We'll find that bathroom picture of you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my shirtless bathroom picture. Um, thank you again for being on. And, hey, guys, thank you for listening. Follow us on socials. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Kinda Dating. And as you know, and if you don't know, Kind of Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us at 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows. And finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's intro to classic rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime.